Yo, you already know what it is, your boy Will Bands. You're now listening to Spark of Pity. Yeah, you already know what it is, your boy Ben is back again with another episode of Spark of PVD. We have, oh, okay. I'll introduce, <laughs> he was I'll gonna do it again. He was gonna no, no, do no. it I, again. I, I, I was seeing your expressions. I was seeing your expressions. You know That's why I'm over here looking at Regina like. PSA, and she's just waiting this for is uh, Banz's last day on Spark of PVD. He's <laughs> fire. Nah, nah. Alongside Regina and Christina, and we have some special people in the building. God. We got a lot okay. of talent in the building. A lot of talent. Ba, 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 ba. Come you need on. A sound for that. You, you need to up those horns. Um. That's all I now got. Now there's pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know how I get. Perform under pressure. I would help you out, but you didn't introduce us yet, so I'll just. Chill. All right, so we got. <laughs> We got Mini X. Hey. Hey, what up, what up, what up? And we have a duo, Soul Babe. Ooh. What's going on, girls? Hey, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? How's everybody doing? Let's, let's let Soul Babe introduce themselves individually so that people know we, who Soul we Babe have is. Helena. Uh-huh. And we have Mary Gibson. Hey. You don't let me get to that. Hey, man. I'm I was, just... I was, you know, do you like to be go by the element of surprise at least? Helena, like, you know what I mean? Helena, but they're together, Helena. so it's so big. You're right. You're yeah, absolutely I mean? so right. Right. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. You gotta introduce them as a duo, uh-huh. and then together individually, we are one babe. <laughs> together we are one. <laughs> we are one. Yeah, one babe. So babe. I like that. <laughs> okay. So how's everybody doing? Excellent. So, I hope you're good, and I hope you have energy for these Mm. questions here, okay? I'm getting a little nervous. I'm a little nervous myself. What's happening right now? So, in these deck of cards is a question that each of you have to answer, and you cannot bail out. (laughs) She's not (laughs) nervous. Uh All right. Maniacs, you or whoever. (laughs) All right, all right, let's get it. (laughs) This guy's funny. You can't cheat. Just grab one. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the card to call me. What puts me in a good mood immediately? Okay. Oh, here we go. I just like playing music. Okay. Playing music always puts me in a good mood. Hey, he's already dancing. (laughs) Okay, that was nice and easy. I feel like now we have to give you another one because that was too easy. Yeah, that was... Why you That was was The questions keep going. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I'm shaking. Okay. Oh. Oh, bless me, please. Oh, what is the trashiest thing you've ever done? I. (laughs) There's so many things that I did. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Okay. Oh, so much judgment's gonna come of this. All right. So I was at a a party one time. It was like a college party. Um, and I was playing, I was playing pong, I think, beer or watching pong. beer pong, something like that. Mm. And I, I was facing a bottle. It was my wine. I had my wine, and I was facing it all night. And you know, halfway through the night, you start to really feel yourself. So I, accident- <laughs> I accidentally hit my tooth, <laughs> and, sh- and I chipped it. What? <laughs> like just a little bit. <laughs> so I was like embarrassed. I'm like feeling it. I'm like I chipped my. Tooth. Oh, sorry. I don't know if no, you can yeah, yeah, come okay. closer to the mic. All right. So I chipped my tooth and I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh my God, I got to fix this. So I went in my bag and I grabbed a nail file. No. I did. Mm. And I filed it. 
in the that's bathroom. Real and I filed it that's down. real G shit, yo. Because I would have thought of some shit like that, yo, honestly. Like I was like, <laughs> and then I kept that's it moving crazy. and I, I can right. Yo, look at Survivor. Face. Survivor. Bracelets. Get, get a shot of that. I'm out here filing teeth. I could just imagine the vibration on your gum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's you better know, than scratching it, though. Right? Like, all, like, feeling that, like. Honestly, the liquor, you don't feel anything. It's not weird. Okay. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it was I just like I had to do what I had to do. And I moved on. Young, Perfect. wild, and free. I like that. Uh-huh. I wouldn't do it, but I like. <laughs> Regina's hurting over there. It wasn't that trashy. It was. I mean, no, it I, was, I was just kind of like really mm. gutsy. Of you. Well, I've been told that was trashy, but. <laughs> but I mean, facing the wine bottle enough. Yeah, I no, mean well, that, that right was, there is like the biggest. Yeah, the scene that was set. Like, was like the, the scene story. was set. Like right. Mm-hmm. Right, Mary's turn. What is my biggest pet peeve? Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it should be like a petty or like a really mad. Like, there's like for like a petty whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. Like, pet peeve, you. like petty wise, is like when people drag their feet. Like chancletas. Like in like, Tim's. Like their heels always hit. Like any footwork wear. <laughs> if you are dragging your feet in public and you're just like, <laughs> that goes right through me. Like I could just like. You could just die. Do something. But that's like super petty. That's just like small. Right. I just really don't like when people put other people down in order to make them look good. Mm. I just don't feel like that has Mm. any... Mm -hmm. It's just... Even if you're competing with someone, I don't care. Like, you should never put somebody down in order to make your business or yourself or whatever just look better. Mm-hmm. And you're probably not even that popping if you have to do all well, that. I don't know. Right, and I feel like, yeah. yeah, and a lot mm-hmm. of people, it'll just come up in small conversations where they're just like, they'll just say something to put them down. And that's like a pet peeve of mine. It's just not, that's not. Also, good. you're a Scorpio, so a lot of things bother you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm Scorpio. very easygoing. I, I do too. not let the Scorpio's title f- form me as a person. But other know. people like to form them. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like, like oh, you're a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? No, yes. right? And they'll be like, they'll be like, either like, oh, you're a Scorpio, or they'll be like, oh, you're mm-hmm. a Scorpio. It's like, never in between. I get that about Virgo too, though. I get that's that, crazy. I get that yeah, too. but that's because we're aggressive. Uh-huh. Those are aggressive type of. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Here for it. Here for all of it. <laughs> Aggressiveness. Vans, like why are you giggling over there? What's going on? Nah, what are you moving <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm the. I'm, Wink. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I'm a cancel. He's over here blushing. He Speaking is. of blush, can we get into this highlighter? I know, right? Like, Hello. what? We're talking about glazed. I mean, you yes, see? I was seeing. I like donuts, so mm-hmm. I tend to channel them mm-hmm. when <laughs> I do my makeup. I feel that. I just want to yeah. shine and look like sweet. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that. I mean, that. she does look tasty. Like, I want my nose to oh, just like slightly. Look okay. Like I mean, look at her. What is it, five <laughs> do you like doing that? The highlight. I, mean, I like a little. It makes me like <laughs> feel like a little too. button. Like it makes you feel like a little button. I take my finger in the highlight and I just. Put it right I put water on my okay, brush. Yeah, yeah. Anything? Yeah, just don't, don't, that'll do it don't, too. Don't, don't, yep. <laughs> no, Regina. What highlighter is that? You don't even need highlighter. You're Please just glowing mm-hmm. naturally. Yo, my girl. Telling her that. Look at this Nubian queen. The, mm-hmm. the boys love She's Regina. Gorgeous. They really do. Yo. The boys saying. and the ladies. I get DMs The ladies love it. Like my She is just glowing. 
<laughs> Everybody calm down. Everything is a lie. Her milkshake brings hey. all of oh, yeah. hey. to the yard. No lie. That's enough. People have even gotten into my DMs to get to her. <laughs> Yo, facts. Oh, so you tell me she she, she's serious. She's she got the juice. So that's, that is, that's not juice. That's sauce. I am disgusted and She repulsed. definitely got the sauce. <laughs> and bothered completely by everything. <laughs> She's hilarious too. She's a comedian. I cannot. She is. Do you want us to boast about you some more? Because no. we could do that. I am again repulsed and <laughs> completely <laughs> overwhelmed. I cannot. <laughs> I plead the fifth. So One, your two. favorite segment of the hour. If you want to keep your ear close to the streets, you come to me, your girl Regie, and we're getting right into Ooh. it. Ooh. Yes. 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 Let's yes. get that's yeah, my friend. You like that? You like that? Yes. You know, I was trying to start my segment new, different. You get it? Like, I'm trying to do something new. You feel? Try to switch it up a little bit. I feel you. I feel Amen. you. So, guys. Oh. Okay. Let me just start with this disclaimer. I'm anxious. I didn't want to have to talk about Kanye West. Here we go. And these two know how I we feel go. about Kanye West. I cannot. Because I don't believe in supporting anything that you just don't believe in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even talking negatively negatively about Kanye is still like talking about him. Like his mm-hmm. name is in the atmosphere. But I feel like as young people of color, we have to like have this conversation. And it weighs heavy on my heart. Mm-hmm. Because the God that I serve does not understand what Kanye is doing. But we're going to power through this together. Take this journey with me. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm taking this right from Glamour.com. And shout out to The Read because they were the ones talking about the story and I was listening to them earlier. It's another podcast. If you don't listen, listen. Shout out to The Read. Facts. All right. Kanye West. Kanye West. We see. I can't even get into it. I'm stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye West stunned many over the weekend when he went on an impromptu pro Donald Trump rant on Saturday Night Live. The speech was captured by audience members at the venue and quickly went viral. Kanye states, the blacks want always Democrats. You know, it's like the plan they did to take the fathers out of the home and put them on welfare. Does anybody know about that? That's a Democrat plan. According to the Daily Beast, so they're the one quoting him here. There's so many times I talk to like a white person about this and they say, how could you like Trump? He's racist. Well, uh, if I was concerned about racism, I would have moved out of America a long time ago. Shortly after his speech, West uploaded a photo of himself wearing a Make America Great Again hat to Instagram, something he's worn before, and gave another statement in support of Trump. This represents good and America becoming whole again, West wrote, in reference to his hat. We will no longer outsource to other countries. We build factories here in America and create jobs. We will provide jobs for all who are free from prisons as we abolish the 13th Amendment. Message sent with love. Many people aren't happy with West's post, including Lana Del Rey, who left a comment underneath his Instagram that challenged the rapper's views. She states, Trump becoming our president was a loss for the country, but your support of him is a loss for the culture. I can only assume you relate to his personality on some level. Delusions of grandeur, extreme issues with narcissism, none of which would be a talking point if we weren't speaking about the man leading our country. If you think it's all right to support someone who believes it's okay to grab women up by their undergarments just because he's famous, then you need an intervention as much as he does. Preach, preach, preach. That's That's a heavy topic. That's why it's my 
only culture shock segment point because I know we're going to dive right into it. So I want to push the question out to the audience. How are you guys feeling about Kanye's outward support toward Trump? I mean, I think he's just making the wrong, like he's just... He's all over the place. Like he, yeah. like from from the stuff I heard about Drake, what he did to Drake, and just in general, he's just he's out there. He's he's not like your normal like he he's not working the right way inside. Something's right, right. something's off, and that's all I can really say. Him supporting Trump has nothing to do with me, so that's how I feel about it. I really don't care. Right. He as a musician, people could be a horrible person. They could do whatever they want to do, but music's different. Like, so you're music saying in the past it doesn't re- represent the Kanye he is today. Like so the music I fell separate. in the music I fell in love with back in the day, like like late registration and all that. That is totally disconnected from the Kanye. Today. Oh yes, one thousand. It's different. His mom died, and I feel like ever since his mom died, he was never the same. Mm-hmm. And he and at that point in time, he was at the top. And I feel like when you lose, he he had said he didn't even ha- he doesn't even have family like that. Mm. His mom was all he had. He lost her. And then especially if you're up at the top, you think of how alone you feel with a lot of family at the top. He didn't have any family after that. So I feel like in his music, I heard he was like so different once he, he came suffering. out with 808s and heart- mm-hmm. Heartaches or whatever. I think that was the album. Yeah. But it was, the different, it was different, but that's just how I feel. Whatever. Mm. I mean... I feel the same way. I've talked about my theory about Kanye for so many times on air, off air, because I feel like I'm a Kanye stan. I can't say the same today because of what's happening, because I personally can't detach the person from the music, because when I listen to the music, I can only think about what the person has done off of the mic. You know what I mean? Right. And listening back to... um, the last album he dropped, which is I Hate Being By... I forget the title. It was crazy. It was... There was a lot of pain in that album. Mm-hmm. It's very emotional. Mm-hmm. And he even says that he's off of his medication. So it makes sense as to why, you know. And I feel like... I understand what he's saying where he's like, you know, instead of demonizing mental illness, we should, like, put it in a different light so that people can feel more comfortable talking about that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But to use your mental illness as an advantage... Or, like, to gain power, it it doesn't sit right with me because I have a family member who deals with mental illness. Mm And it's no joke. It's hard to deal with that day in and day out. And so Mm -hmm. for you to use this as a a weapon or, as he calls it, a superpower, he needs help. Money is power. You can pay people to do anything you want them to do. And like you said, he's he's very po- he's still powerful because people yeah. are still buying his Yeezys. Yeah. People crazy. are still listening to his music. Right. So it's like he's un- it's like he's unstoppable. It's just like Trump. Weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, that is yeah, that is that's a good point because the power that he has to influence people is is something that I can't look past. Mm. And I, I I think I fall into that same um, category of just kind of like ignoring him because it's like i just don't agree i don't agree with trump and i don't agree with kanye supporting trump so i try to just ignore him as a celebrity in general maybe that's not the best thing to do i don't know but and any i guess honestly anyone that supports trump i just i'm a little disheartened by even though i know people personally that voted for him and and it gets messy um Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of a little jaded by it at this point like i'm over it because i'm still angry about it but it's just like (sighs) i don't know it's like i it's like it's aggravating it is it's frustrating it's still aggravating especially to know like 
the preliminaries are coming up, and then after the preliminaries comes the presidential, you know, uh, what's it called? When they start, the campaigns start. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have Kanye, someone who's so influential, supporting Trump. What does that say for our next four terms? You know, the next four years, the next, what's going to happen? I want to hear what Manny has to say. I actually vibe with a lot of what Kanye does say about some things never about trump but right. anything that he has to say about like oneness and love and he's trying to open up people's consciousness to not be so superficial about some things and i, I fuck with that come closer to the mic for example uh he's been talking a lot about how we get caught up on on trends or we get caught up on physical things and even the hat i think is his way of exposing how people get caught up in him wearing the hat rather than him using his power of choice to choose to not let mm. that hat influence his um. belief on things you know yeah mm. if you okay. listen to him a lot of the things he makes sense but when he connects it to trump that's yeah. where i can't well yeah because like how are you gonna s- I, again i don't i don't know enough about it to really like like, I hope this makes sense because I, I would probably need to read up more on what he says specifically. But, like, if that's true, like, how are you going to say that but then have a clothing line that is a trend, right? Yeah. Mm. Like, at the same time, like, you're making money off of a trend, a, a name brand. He's a contradiction. That yeah. is a For little sure. contradictory. But, again, I don't read up on it as much as I should, so. Well, personally, <laughs> I grew up with Kanye West since he was a producer. Genius in the music. Then, you know what I mean, him using the whole campaign for, say, to, you know, even if it's not for a real thing, like, he's using he's using that as a weapon to empower himself. He's the only thing with Kanye. If you don't rock with Kanye, don't buy his shit. You know what I mean? Simple. Don't buy him. Hit him where it hurts. His pockets. His pockets, yep. You know what I mean? So, I feel like, you know what I mean, anybody that's following Kanye and is behind him, you know what I mean, you, you need to reevaluate yourself and look at the real situation. Stop being led by, by that leader. I understand what everyone is saying, but I just feel like us not knowing about things like this is also a cop-out, right? Because we spend a lot of time on our phones, we know a lot about what's going on in the world, other things that we want to know about, right? Mm -hmm. Things you want to know about, you go and you seek them, because that's what you do when you want to learn something, you seek about it. So I just feel like, I don't disagree with Kanye talking about ascending higher, doing the inner work, peace and love. I don't disagree with that at all. And I understand that him putting his putting his neck out on the chopping block and being like, look, if me and Trump can be brothers, we can all come together. I understand that message wholeheartedly. I really do. But he could have aligned himself with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, with anybody. It didn't have to be Trump. It could have been anybody. It wouldn't work with anybody if it wasn't Trump. And I understand. That's why, like... That's the mm-hmm. challenge to people. Mm-hmm. That he's challenging ideas that are ages old. And I get him challenging ideas. I'm not against it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not against Kanye. I personally do not listen to his music because I just feel like I don't understand where his end goal is. And he's not communicating well what the end goal is. It's just like peace and love. But it's not that Trump is meeting him halfway. Trump is still going to be the Trump that he is. Kanye is the one reaching over over the hill, you know, and saying like peace and love. But Trump is not. Just like how you were saying, jumping out for somebody he's, and now what's going to happen to your fans? He's what's going to happen to your power. platform? Mm-hmm. But he's done that. He, that's like his classic thing to do is just use publicity. Yeah. 
to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Everybody He's knows using that. that for power. Yeah, but now he looks. It. Now is desperate. All I'm and saying <laughs> is, keep your ears close to the streets. If you guys, if you guys are truly fans of Kanye, Kanye, follow what he does. Don't be a fan because of the music. Be a fan mm-hmm. with everything that he does and keep mm-hmm. the same energy. If he is someone that is putting himself out there to be connected to Trump, you guys also need to have a softer heart when it comes to Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. Because if your biggest idol is a Trump supporter, you need to also understand other people who are Trump supporters. That's all I'm going to say. Of course. I don't agree with that. And all I'm going to say is... I do not agree with that. favorite segment of the hour. If you want to keep your ear close to the streets, come to <laughs> me, your girl, Rajit. Hey. And that's it for the culture shot. Regina, okay. I don't know. We're going to have a long talk after I'm this. I'm not having a long talk. Oh, wow. Okay. You already know. We talk about this all the time. You know where I stand. That's why I don't even man. I just talked about Kanye. How many times is this podcast? I'm tired. I'm sweating. I can't talk about it no more. Woo. All right. Pop the Molly. I'm sweating. Except we're not popping Molly's, though. Chill with that. Yeah. No. Not living that no. kind of life. We, we talked about lean last week. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting wild. So, speaking of Trump. <laughs> Today's topic is race and identity. Only mm. because I feel like, you know, with the emergence of, like, Latinos <coughs> having a new <coughs> sense of self and sense of ancestry and, like, people deciphering what what they are. Uh, Bands' favorite, um, <laughs> Rachel. No, <laughs> that, that is not my favorite. Oh, Hold I- up. Hold up! I just think I just Rachel think Dole, it's. Dole's out. I just Dole's think Dole's 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 I just think it's fair. You know what I mean? Because if she wants to be what she wants to be, long as she's helping the cause and not hurting it, I'm cool. It's with it. a lie. So, it's a lie. That's all I said, and, and all of a sudden she's my lie. girl. Did anyone watch her? Um, did anyone watch her documentary? No. Did you it watch it? It was cuckoo. Really? Yeah, it was cuckoo. What does this even mean? <laughs> what does this even mean? All right, all right. So, I want to... It's wanna- a lie. You're telling me, 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 who I'm... I am African. If I walk into Barrington and be like, I just want to be a part of you guys. I am white today. That they're going to be like, we feel that. No, they won't. But it's I not mean, but on the same token, I'm, I'm Latino, and I can't say that I'm black when I consider myself black to my black friends. Yes, but let me get to that. So I know, like, of course, there's a whole... It's a contradiction because we always say race doesn't matter. You know, if you care about race so much, there's either something wrong with you or you're prejudiced or you're, you know. But I think it's important for people to identify with who they are and speak about who they are because it it teaches us something. You know, Mm -hmm. we learn something from each other. We learn about different cultures, different races. So when it comes to that, I agree with it. But obviously, you know. Race, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter because what is race? There is no biological, That's genetic... That's just a label that we You know, there is nothing that says this is this and this is that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is, you know, it's a valuable conversation. So I just want to go around asking, what race do you identify with? Real quick, just to clarify, are we saying race like Hispanic or race like ethnicity, like Puerto Rican? Like how specific That's a good question. I'm so glad you asked that. Because... That's also been a big conversation because people are saying that white and black are not a race because there is no white or black. There's Italian, there's Portuguese, there's whatever it is that you, you know, consider yourself. But then when you look at an application, which is a question that I'll ask later, they give you that as a 
as a choice. When you see race, Hispanic is not there. Hispanic is like an ethnicity. So I guess race is white or black. To me, that's what I think it is. It's like your biological bloodline. Yeah. For sake of, like, documents, like, government documents, I identify with, like, Latino, Hispanic in those papers. But I also don't really perceive race um, in a typical manner. So I don't mm-hmm. always, you know, care to even think Give about Give a label. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elena? I'm white. That's what I put down <laughs> on. <laughs> but I know, um, I know that my father's family is German, and I know that my mom's family is Greek and Ashkenazi Jewish heritage. Ooh. So that's what I tell people when they ask me. And um, do, do y'all remember the the lady who they had? Um, she's like the angry old lady that is always trying to. She she did that test of like the the. Uh, the race test that oh was yes jane um jane uh, i don't know yes and she remember. recently went on the red table talk talking about how abraham lincoln was black i don't know that's her Is i think it? she's a social uh she's a uh, civil rights movement mm-hmm. activist she well, she said i remember a few years ago she said something there's there is one race there's the human race mm-hmm. and i agree with that mm-hmm. that's how it i mean ideally idealism that's how it should i think we should view it but that didn't quite answer your question that's just my opinion on that i wish that was I wish that's that's something that would sink in a little more, but anyways. Um, so, <laughs> this is complicated because I'm mixed, so I feel like anybody who's mixed really, truly understands where I'm coming from. Anyone who's not mixed has no idea, and they never will, but that's okay. Um, pretty much, being half black, I get everything from my black side. I get nothing from my white side. So it's like, even though I didn't, I wasn't around a lot of black kids, I had no choice but to identify with my black side the most because that's what showed up as much like mm. from my hair from from everything like it's just like I got everything from that side and when like when I first met my my dad like because I really didn't know who my dad was I met him like later in life I was like wow this is crazy this is who I get everything from I mean like if 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 we're talking writing things down I always I always mark off both black and white I don't care it's it's both because I tell people I'm just as black as I am white. I'm just mm-hmm. as white as I am black. So mm-hmm. like, but yeah, I would say I would say I definitely identify with my my black side. But you know, like I'm I'm Italian and Irish. Like, yeah, it's it's a mixed worlds. thing. Mm. You know, it's hard. It's complicated. <laughs> well, everybody knows that I'm Latino because I already talked talked about it. But I, I really identify as black. Virginia, you want to go? Or you black. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys. But do you do you identify it as African? Because a lot of people be like, "Are you African? Are you Jamaican?" Like, I mean, if I had to check a box, it's always black or African American. Okay. But I mean, my parents came from West Africa, so I am first generation here. So I do identify as African because I never lived there, and so a lot of like African kids that lived there will be like, "You're not African enough because you never lived there." Okay. But like in my household, that's all I know is West African right. culture. Uh-huh. I didn't even know Black culture until I was like in high school, almost going to college. I was like, "What is Black culture? Like, we're all." Do you feel African. like it's different though? You feel like Black people and African people? You feel like it's a big difference? Because I always people are always like, "Are you African?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm half Black. Like, I'm basic. Like, mm-hmm. I'm Black and White. It's like, different. Basic." It's we were talking different. about this last I night. No, I think I there's a difference no too. <laughs> there's. Besides and you know Italian, like what's crazy Italian. is because <laughs> back in the back in the day, I'm talking like when I was in elementary school, which is like 98, 99. 
it was like a sin to say you were African. Like, oh my God, you're African. Like, oh, you're an African booty. You know what I mean? There was so many derogatory things towards being African. Right. And you find, like you said, a lot of black people like, I'm not African, I'm black. Like, but your ancestry says different. So, but I understand where that comes, you know, why people say that. You're not, your parents are not from Africa. Your parents are from America. I get that. But at the end of the day, because I, too, had kind of similar struggles and bands, we talk about this all the time because we were cousins, and our family is Dominican, but we, none of us are light-skinned. We're all, like, dark. dark. So, even if you wanted to deny it, like, you walk around, you walk down the street and people don't say, oh, this Dominican, like he was saying, like, people think I'm black all the time. And when, if I say I'm Dominican, I have to prove myself. Speak it. Like, what? No, I'm just Dominican. Like, that's it. Right. Or UK Verdian, or you gotta be some kind of mix because I know black girls don't, like, you know, people always profile and people always judge based off what, what, what you, you look, look like. like. So the next question I want to ask is, what is the biggest misconception about the race you identify with? What is something people think about white people or Latinos or black mixed Africans that you think is wrong? That we play is. <laughs> that we play. Ooh, by the way, you said Spanish that. Spanish people are players. <laughs> I think Spanish, men. Spanish men. In, in I mean, but they no, say just that. Men <laughs> in general, they say though. that. It's a charm. Mean, it's we have her, a charm. Her, say your favorite quote. Niggas ain't shit. She always says that. So like, is I mean, it not a fact? <laughs> I mean, no. All men, all there's, across the board. Cheap. Listen, there's so. good men. You, you need to stop yeah, that noise. Don't start. You need to stop that noise. Of course, there's good men. Of course, slim. But of course, <laughs> what they But but on the same token, we can say that about the women. Okay, so let's not go there. I come to my. Oh, he said players. We not. Yeah, even. yeah. So there's that. <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't even want to hear that noise. I don't. You know, what, Helena, take that because I can't. I can't. I cannot. I'm take kidding. that. Take that. Take it. Um. Shit. I. Hmm, a common misconception. I feel like being a white person in general is always like walking on eggshells like I never know what to say because mm. I'm like I'm like I could I'm like I could be like you know what I mean does mm-hmm. that make sense I always feel like I have to be careful um which is not a bad thing um but I will I will say just from my own family my own like just being at home that white people don't like flavor in their food because you <laughs> eat my mom's yes. food so speaking so of food still <laughs> like my mom makes the best Mediterranean but she's Greek she is Greek. She's Greek. She is she's Greek. like, she's not like my dad's a good cook too, and like but no. oh, that type of white. Because I, I know what, and I actually like meatloaf. Meatloaf is good. Stop. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like I, it though. To be fair, I'm picky. It's good. So it's good. Like, yeah, she is. Is. It can be good, but I don't. It's like it's like a meatball, but like with like onions. It's a meat. They put bake it like a loaf. Yeah, it's like a meatball that's shaped like a piece of bread. And then they make like this sauce on top. (laughs) And then they got (laughs) meat bread. It's meat bread. No, but like (laughs) it's bread. It it can be bread. It can be real dry. It could be real dry, but honestly, Uh, if it's dry, I'm not messing. No, no, no. No, no. but. If the way my mom makes it, it's not dry. Do you like, eat it just? Okay, it has it's like juice. a dry meatball compared to no, like a mashed potatoes and stuff. Okay, if it's not juicy, I ain't messing. You, you, to- you gotta have it. It's so like firm, you can toast it. And like <laughs> crazy misconceptions on the race that I identify with. I would say, since I identify with my black side, I would say um, they 
I hate when um when people think black girls don't have nice hair like that like I have friends that have nice long mm-hmm. strong hair like I don't like when they when people say that oh you gotta be something because you got your nice hair. Like, hair yeah I I just don't I don't and I and I feel bad because if you work in like um like an office or something like that. A lot of times you can't really, you don't feel comfortable wearing your natural hair. You almost feel like you have to keep it straight and you have to keep that look, that European look, when mm-hmm. in all actuality you should never have to feel like that. It's your hair, it's natural. And like, I, I'm, I'm in a hair salon, so I see it all the time. You know, a lot of girls are like, oh, I hate my hair and I'll be washing their hair. And they'll be having nice curls. But like, because it's like in an Afro type of look, they don't want to rock it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I just feel like that's just not, it's not true. You can't be like, oh, you got good hair. Like, what is good hair? Like, at the end of the day, like. Dance? Damn. Misconception. That we all like to dance. I don't know. Like, I don't, I like, my vibe is like, you know what I mean? I like to enjoy people enjoying themselves. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I enjoy that. that. You, you know what I mean? Fly. Like, we're like, I feed ah! off of that. And Ben's like snoring on the corner. Or nah, I'm not snoring. I'm up, but you, you know what I mean? I'm just chilling. It's okay. I'm just chilling. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I'm just chilling. <laughs> we don't all like to dance. I know how to dance, though, if that's the case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let him know. Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Africans are uncivilized. The Africans are. <laughs> She's like, there's so we many. We eat rice, the Af- which we do. Um, <laughs> the Africans are illiterate. The Africans are, oh, there's just so many things that we're all like bush people that live in the village and that there's no cities in Africa. We all live in a jungle, that we live amongst <coughs> monkeys and jaguars. I've never seen a monkey or a jaguar in my life. <laughs> Obviously, the entirety of Africa was colonized by the Europeans and then some and so people just think that it's this super rural place and i'm like first of all the places that my parents came from are cities like they look just like here they're just in a different country Mm -hmm. i'm and i look at them and i'm like why don't you think that about like england or (laughs) russia or south america like these are all other countries as well why do you only think africa has jungle Uh, people think that people in africa are just like nigerians and liberians and like like they think West Africa yeah, is it's all, all of black. Africa. No, and it like just it's, isn't. it's the biggest continent actually. There's like so. mm-hmm. right, like West Africans, like how Nigerians and Liberians and Ghanaians and all of us are like our country is better. Our countries are the smallest of the continent. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Like you look at Egypt, Egypt you look at Niger, you look at all these other countries. They're they top our country times twenty in population mm-hmm. and mass. <gasps> Mm. And we are here going at each other's necks. All of our countries combined make up Niger, like that one country. Mm-hmm. And they still have double the land, even it's, after our country sit in the their country. Brazil. Sheesh. So I'm just like, what are, we, what, are we, what are we doing here? All right, so the last question. What issues do you face? I'll start, since everybody looks puzzled. Mm-hmm. With your identity. I think <laughs> yeah. we're waiting for the Okay, end. I'm sorry, but you know. Um, so I think... The issue that I face is um, because of the way I speak and because the way I dress. We were talking about this last night. You're either not Dominican enough or I'm not black enough. Issues? Um, Just being a player. 
No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I retired those days, man. Look at this fly jacket. Yeah, I don't believe you. Years ago, years ago. Oh, I went through some therapy. I did some soul searching. It was real. I, yeah, I, I really did that. change that. Yeah, I, I appreciate um, that. Not yeah, too many, man. not too many guys would do that. Yeah, man, right. it's good to heal yourself. And sometimes, it's like we true. hurt people because we're hurt. So it's like hurt people hurt you people. You gotta mm. chill and Facts. evaluate and pause the rhythm of your life to heal yourself. You know, like my issue with identity is I think people get too caught up in the human experience that they forget that we are one. You know what I'm saying? Mm. As a collective, like our spirits are acting on behalf of what we feel inside. And so sometimes when people speak, we should listen to how they say it, not just what they say, because it could tell mm. us more about what they are feeling or where mm. they're coming from. So I don't get too wrapped up in how someone makes me feel for my race, although I have been, you know, used racial slurs against and people be picking on me because I'm a small Puerto Rican or whatever. But <laughs> um, those are just I think those are just moments where people are just acting on their fears. Mm. Or acting on ignorance. their ignorance, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't judge people for how they're experiencing the same thing. So we're all in this puzzle together, you know? So mm. I don't get too caught up in that. A greater purpose, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's part of why I vibe with the Kanye thing. Although he, his tactic is to beyond for people like too abrupt, it's too soon. It's extreme. Saying? We're going 200 miles an hour and then suddenly you stop. A lot of people gonna fly out that car because it's just like facts. No seatbelt. Seatbelt check. I like that analogy. I do too. That was was a good one. Word, word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, here's what I know. I know as a white female that I have it easier than everyone in this room. I'm aware of that. In in the sense of like, um, um, y'all know what I mean. But I think what I I think what I struggle with like with myself is discussing race. Discussing any touchy subject, especially in a political climate like this one, and trying to come off as not being ignorant in all senses, like not being ignorant and in, in like saying the wrong thing and not trying to be like, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. When like mm. I, I'm never really going to fully get it. And I am aware of that. You know what I mean? Just trying to try not to say the wrong thing and being willing to learn and listen. That's my biggest, I guess. That's not really an internal conflict, but that's what I've kind of come up with because I think about this a lot. You know what I mean? Like, especially when I was dating Jordan, um, my ex is Trinidadian. And so we would have a lot of these deep conversations and I could have those intimate conversations and really break down a lot of issues because we were comfortable with each other. But I, I don't have that opportunity with everybody because I don't know other people. You know And what a I lot mean? of people don't know you. And they don't right. know me. And a lot of people, honestly, just going off of like, a lot of people judge you, but, but that's because they don't know you. They don't know me. Right. Exactly. And that's and with that's everything. What, it's terrible. And exactly. that's with every everything and everyone. And that's, that's just a function of life. And like, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I don't care if someone looks at me and is like, white girl, like, whatever, whatever. Like, I, that's okay. I expect that. You know what I mean? Um... But I just think as a human, humanitarian, it's my goal to treat everybody as equally as I can. Have I been ignorant in the past about certain things? Of course. Like, I'm never, I'm never going to say I wasn't. And I'm not going to, you know, to try to, like, word my way around that and not admit to anything. Like, I didn't know in seventh grade that nappy was offensive. I didn't know that saying that was offensive. <laughs> yeah, just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, like, yeah it's, it's, that's weird. That's like it's just, but it's it's a it's a fact. It's like right. okay, I could talk about it, but it's it's not something that I'm gonna like put a wall up and be like angry about. It's like no, you tell me something. If that's not okay, then you right. let me know, right. and I will learn from that and grow from that. I guess 
that's that's just my thing is just being trying to be careful in an environment trying to be the best person that I can be and you know not step on anybody's toes and just do me and and hopefully people like me for who I am but I but it's but the biggest step is knowing who you are and like realizing um as a white person in 2018 what's going on as much as you can and then like I said just listen listening to other people listen 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 and try to understand other people's struggles and get out of the box you know what I mean the suburban box I that, that I grew up in so mm-hmm. um I would say similar to you you know um a lot of people they think oh she's supposed to be this ghetto gangster chick you know what I mean? But Which is another really misconception like of black people. Not all black people are ghetto and loud exactly, and uneducated. Right. I don't know. I think my, my struggle would have to be people expecting me to be in a certain box when in I'm box not one. ever going to be in that box. They're expecting that. But every day, you're showing people different. You know what I mean? So I, I feel that. that. All right. It was a good discussion. I think we learned a lot. I like that. I like getting deep. This is my favorite thing. Do you? I do. I do. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to come back and talk to Manny X and Soul Babe because they are artists. I know. I don't think we mentioned that. And you hey! just mentioned it right now. And uh, we love what you what you guys do and the music that you put out and the energy that you bring to the city. I think it's really amazing. Uh, so when we get back, we're going to chat with you guys about your music. Yay! Stay, but I need you to leave. Hey. Ooh. 
touch and you're easy to read I was lost and confused, you were lonely For the cookie, baby, that's an Oreo When our body sink, the sex is choreo Aligning how we think to mesh with how we flow uh, yeah. I wanna spend my nights with you Cause nobody feels the way you do We own the night, we own the night That's cause we both let the freak out at night Leave on the lights, leave on the lights I know you like when I leave on the lights, yeah I fall into your spell Every time you put your lips on me Bye. 
Language by Manny X and Forbidden Fruit by Helena. And that is also on all streaming services. I got that on one of my playlists, actually. You did. I do. You told me about And that. so, like I said before, we're here with Soul Babe and Manny X, and they are artists. They have beautiful voices and amazing talent. But we're going to start with Soul Babe first. Yay. Let's start with the most obvious question. How did y'all link up? True statement. Well, B O eight. Yeah. Oh, an event shout out to B O eight. Called the Wave about yep. three years ago, three mm-hmm. summers ago, and we were the only two girl acts <coughs> there. Um, because I used to record at B O eight with like DJ and Steve, and I knew Taylor from years ago, so she invited me there. And um, after the show, I met Mary. We were introduced. And we exchanged like you know the Instagram, yep. and our numbers. And all I remember seeing stuff. her, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so talented!" I missed Mary's performance because I was late. But yeah, it's all good. Sorry, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, girl. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I think it was like a year or two before we actually linked up again. Yeah, because I was like, "Hit me up if you ever need your hair done," because you know I'm always networking. So I was mm-hmm. like, "If you need your hair done, let me know. Mm-hmm. I got you, girl." So she mm-hmm. was like, "All right." So I need I my hair done. Mm-hmm. And um, so with that being said, I came into the, she uh, came to get her hair done. Mm-hmm. And it was the funniest interaction. Oh, shit. Was that the day I was hungover? It was just so great. <laughs> well, Tell us about it. It was so funny. She gets out the car, okay? Like a, a whirlwind, just like hair flying everywhere. It's still absolutely beautiful. Hair flying everywhere. Okay. She's like, I'm sorry, I smell like a dog. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I think I'm. I think we're gonna get along, cause she's just like very transparent. Like everything, like we just like from the jump was just like, oh yeah. She's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm really hungover and I smell like a dog right now. Don't mind me. And I was like, don't mind me. My house is a mess, so come on in. Mm-hmm. And so she kept. She comes in. We we start doing each. I start doing your hair and. Mm-hmm. You know, then we started talking about music. We just talk about artists that we love, listen to music, just mm-hmm. like, like, you know, girl talk. We just got along so well. And then I was like, I was singing in a band at the time that was breaking up. And I was like, okay, I don't want to stop doing live music. And I don't want to keep singing over tracks on at, like events anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. I need to start a band. And I was like, we were talking one day, right? We were talking mm-hmm. about like music singing together and i remember just looking in the mirror and being like this would be a crazy contrast like if we got together and like started something like i was like i don't i don't know i think it would be dope and then in my head i was like all right i can't make this girl seem like i just like want her to be in the mary gibson band so i'm like you know what this will be like a collective like you know you you got your thing going i got my thing going we just use it like a platform Mm -hmm. and that's the way i wanted to present it to her and that's the way i still want it to be because it's not about any one person you in did, the band. Though. You did, You made it very clear that, like, you were like, no, no, you're not just gonna... You were like, I do need harmonies, but I wouldn't just put you as backup. Like, I want you to do some songs to lead on... T- and the thing was, I was very, like, um, down to do it, but at that time in my life, reluctant to perform. I wanted to perform, but I had never been in a gig band, and I never had really um, explored singing, like, popular music and more vocally challenging music because I was doing, like, jazz vibes and, like, gigs like that, you know what I mean? Like, very easy on the voice, though. Very, like, low-key. Like, that's what I'm I'm better at. I'm better at the old, like, Ella Fitzgerald style. You know what I mean? So I wanted that experience, and I didn't mind singing back up. I was like, that's fine. I just need to get in front of people because I have, like, extreme performance anxiety, and I always have and that's something that I still deal with and it's fine the best way to get over that is to get in front of people and do it so when 
Mary said that, I, I think it's funny to hear from her perspective, being like, oh, I didn't want to, like, you know, turn you off to that idea, but I was very much like, I want to be in this band, like, no, let's do it, cool. let's do it, which is yeah. it's just kind of funny, because I remember you put it online, too, you were, like, looking for singers, and I was like, <clears throat> me, yeah, I was like, <laughs> all right, so, like, when I heard about Helena, like, when I saw her singing, she sang, you sang a song that I do all the time, and I was just like, this sounds so beautiful, and I, you had, a, like, a guitar player, and that's what made me, like, wow, this girl's talented, like, she's really about this, like, mm-hmm. she's not just out here singing some whack song, like, she's up here singing some Lauryn Hill, number one, killing it, and it's, it's a acapella, so it brought a whole different Ooh. vibe, everybody was, was, like, loving it, and then I heard that she went to Berkeley, so I was like, yo, this girl's mad talented, she probably, like, got people wanting to work with her all the time, I was like, I don't want her to think, like, yo, who's this girl trying to work with me, she's trying to use me, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's how I, and I only thought of it like that because pe- because I'm in the industry and I'm a little older than her, and I know how people are, oh, yo, what's up, let me get on track, mm-hmm. you get you on track, let's yes. work together, blah, blah, blah. it's like, I just yeah. didn't want it to seem like that, I wanted to be, like, genuine, like, yo, let's work together for real, like, together, not, like, you do something for me, and then and that's, that's it. it. Yep. And you know what's crazy, because Helena and I went to Rick together, Rhode Island mm-hmm. College, because, you know, we got listeners in Canada. Ew. Hey. Tokyo. Um, oh, what up, okay. Canada, what up? <laughs> Shout out to Tokyo. <laughs> Yo, I love this guy. We were wide. We were wide. Excellent. So, Excellent. Um, and I heard you humming, I think, or I heard you singing, and I was like, "Yo, I'm like obsessed with like music and talent." So anywhere I hear it, I- I'm like a leech. Like I need to hear. I love it. it. And I was out. like, "You sound good. Do you sing?" And you were like, "Yeah, well, I'm like mad modest about it." And mad I'm like, modest. "Girl, like Very modest. you could sing." And then I ended up seeing you. At, um, I forgot where it was that I saw you. In, News um, Cafe, maybe? No, not News Cafe. I think it, I think the first time was at AS220. The first time I saw you outside of class. And I was like, oh my God, we're in the same class together. And you were like, wait, what? Yeah. And it's just crazy how like, <laughs> everything happens. Because then Mary used to work with... Regina, Regina, yeah, it's crazy. And she was telling me, like, oh, there's this girl, Mary Gibson, and she's going to be at the district. And I'm like, girl, wait, what? And then I ended up seeing you at uh, Campbell's live R&B with my friend Romelli, and you were, like, killing it. And I was like, and then when I saw you put out the Soul Bay post, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (gasps) Wait a minute. This is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think you guys sound amazing together. Thank you. Do you guys deal with, like, cattiness? Because, you know, women are women. Not between each other, but between no. other women, I feel like, I feel like other women are catty. Like, they'd be like, they like almost want to hear about problems. Like, oh, so it, so how's Helena? Like, they'll always ask me like, as if, cause she, she has a resting bitch face, right? Oh, people think, people think, do. and I have it too, but people, a lot of people like think that she's like as easy, like easygoing as our relationship really is. Like we are really just too transparent. I can't say this enough. People who literally, it's just any, I can read what's, what's, I can read her mm-hmm. just off of what, like she, how her facial expressions are like legit. Like sometimes we don't even have to say mm-hmm. anything. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just weird. I'm also very shy too. So I think that's probably why people assume that. Mm-hmm. Right. I just don't like to talk. Exactly. I get very like, and, overwhelmed. Right. In public. And like, so, eh. But some people like, I understand that because I work with people all the time. But I know people and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. not everybody's mm-hmm. going to be like super outgoing and this no. and that. Mm-hmm. But some people are always, they, they just want to like, 
no like oh are you you guys get along oh how is she is she nice like like they want to know more like mm-hmm. i don't know i just think it's funny I think it's, it's funny. a mystery yeah mm-hmm. and, well and the thing is too like if if i think a lot of times cadence comes from like being in a mood and i feel like when i don't really ever see you in a mood too much you're pretty always on the go like, i don't on the go go yeah, go i don't but i it. understand like her frustrations because if she's if she's in a mood it's because she's coming from work she got here like five minutes to spare before a gig and she's got to change and like mm-hmm. i'm in a mood i'm literally vocal about it i'm like yeah, I'm exactly irritated you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, it's all but it's very it's very like open there's never that underlying like like tension mm. you know what i mean when you no, we're both very we're all kind, we're both all the whole band but we're we are very kind of cuckoo in that way where we're like all the time we have to know and honestly the way i am if there's if if there's something like you're like what's up what's up babe spread it on the table i'd rather like everything get on the table and sort it out than passive aggressive or any like feelings I cut it right, right out. You good? Mm-hmm. I don't care. We'll be singing. Yo, you good? Like, mm-hmm. and that's just how it should. I feel like that's just how it always should be. And and we're, we're understanding. Mm-hmm. You know. I love that. Do you guys want to flex a little bit and tell the people like how many shows you've done this year? Like about a million, right? Done almost every weekend since it's been a vet. Yeah. yeah, we just took a bit, a bit of a break. Just to yeah, and we've calm down d- down. some we've done like back to back shows. We've done two shows in one day, mm-hmm. um, like a private gig, and then we did another gig at night. Um, so we've done a lot. I would say every weekend of the past couple months, definitely more than a couple. It's called working, yeah. people working on your craft. Right. Take well, notes. Yes. What is the biggest show you've done to date? Probably PVD Fest. Yeah, PVD Fest yeah, was, was dope. So, I was so nervous for that. That, that was, was crazy. Tell me your experience. That was really cool. It was, it was um, hot. you know, <laughs> yeah, it was hot. It was hot. And I had to work that day so, um, after that. So I was like, got to get, get this. No, not like get it over with. But like I had to like, you know what was I mean? Was that at Chachi's stage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was there. That was really cool because I, I had, Mary and I had like kind of projected that we wanted to be a part of PVD Fest. Like that was a goal. I was, it was like, a let's goal. get let's get to PVD Fest. You yeah. know what I mean? And Mary pulled the strings to get us there. And it was like literally moving schedules around. Me being like, I gotta come late. Like please let me do yeah, this. Yeah, it was. Crazy. It was a really good experience, honestly. And that show, as nervous as I was for that, because Mary could tell she was like, "Yo, I could tell on your face." You were like, "Because mm. it's the daytime, you know. Like mm-hmm. when you're performing it's at exposed. night, it's, it's a different vibe. It's like you are yeah. out. Yeah, it's like ripping the bandaid off. Like you're out in the open." Like everybody can see you, everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you can see them. Mm-hmm. To me, very intimidating. But every yep. show after that's been like much easier. Like that was yeah. such a growing yeah. moment for me. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. That show was dope, and it was funny because I had made cards that same day, our first set of cards, and I went around and I passed so many cards out and was like we're performing in 15 minutes right over here at the mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. and was just trying to use as much of like my smile and like just trying to get everybody over there and it went from t- 10% to 85% crowd right we had like Danny, within Danny minutes on the cards, of us singing cards. it was I'm getting mm-hmm. goosebumps. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really it cool. Was. Yeah. It was lit. I was there. I have it on film if you guys. I need to send that to you guys. Yes, oh, please do. Please. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys are just like genuine friends and it's nice to see like women working together. So I'm just yeah, like basking in the ambiance you of know. energy right now. You like, know. The di- Virginia, you know how I, you know. How I know. <laughs> I can't. When everybody's like, Mary Gibson, Mary Gibson. I was like, who is Mary Gibson? And I was like, oh. <laughs> Y'all talk with my homegirl. My homegirl from work. We be talking shit all the time. Yo, real deal. Like, this is like, girl, I work. We were like the only black ones in there. So we was like, homegirls. Like, just black. Just we really were. And it was just. 
And that's why when you were like, oh, I'm performing at the district, go see me. And I was like, Kristen, we gotta go see the district. My friend, Mary Kristen. And then, like, um, Michelle was there, and we yeah. were all there. And and you have just, you guys have, like, blown up. I mean, the first time we saw you guys together was at ASO 20. And I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. friend, Mary's performing. And then she was like, oh, that girl from my class. Is and I'm like, no, we see you guys together, and we're like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, like, freaking out because we both know you guys. So it's, like, it's just mm-hmm. nice to see people you know, like, growing and right. doing things and then mm-hmm. working together and collaborating. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, a good time. And that event was packed. That was a good event. Mm-hmm. AS220? Yeah. That, I really enjoyed that show, too. That was nice. I like the vibe there. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. for um, art. Daily Notes event, wasn't it? Yep, it was yeah. a gallery, art gallery. Yes, mm. yes. Or, I, I don't love know that the event. exact title, but yeah. Yeah. What's cool. the Shout biggest challenge you faced? I think the biggest so challenge for me, um, I think the biggest challenge you face as a musician in general is the. Uh, I always kind of make fun of musicians, and I, I label them as like. Um, uh, self-deprecating narcissist so it's always mm. like this I want to perform I want to be on stage people looking at me see, you know like creating that message not narcissistic uh, sometimes and, and I mean not always as in like oh me 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 everything's about me but like you know as an artist it's like you just you have that belief in yourself that genuine belief and you want people to know about you but there's also that challenge of being very like sensitive about what you do and judgmental and critical and you know it's, it's, a, it's one of the hardest industries I think to just try to make money in and try to like deal with people talking about you and and not saying and i can't even imagine like on a on like a celebrity level but just even on like a local level you know what i mean we all go through those moods that we have all of our bandmates are the same way you know what i mean like they we, we deal with very strong personalities and we all deal with that um and and that that's challenging you know and then to be all on the same page like with our schedules and just like getting everything organized but the that within itself is is just a another growing opportunity because if you can get through that and you can still progress then you're just you're not letting that process like bring you down you're just you're you're kind of powering through it and accepting it for what it is Mm. because there's not many musicians i know that don't go through that especially Mm -hmm. being in a band when it's like you have a ton of different personalities and people are someone's in a mood one day you're in a great mood or someone can't come like i'm i'm coming late to rehearsals because i have work or mary's late because she has work and it's like you know it's just it's 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 complicated it's like juggling massive juggling i think i feel like a lot of it is is um dedication I want people to see us as serious as we see ourselves. Um, I, you know, you want people to take you seriously. You want people to, you know, especially with our band, we want everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, um, yeah, just just staying consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and people honestly seeing our worth because you know, especially now that I'm get, like we're booking these gigs. Mm-hmm. The price is going up. You know, we work hard for this. This is, we, like you said, every weekend. We're not going to keep getting the same. The price is going up. We're not going to be that much, but I want people to take us seriously. Well, yeah. And I want us to take ourselves seriously. Because it's not mm-hmm. about being like, oh, the money, the money, the money. But if you are it's time. a musician, you need to get paid for a service. Exactly. It's, it's also a service. Yes, we love to entertain and we love to, we love what we do. Like that, to me, that com- that's kind of like the forefront is like, nobody, nobody does this because they're like, oh, let's do it for the money mm-hmm. at first. You know what I mean? It's right. like, you love music and you love mm-hmm. art and you love that, that, um, that life. But you have to make sure that people take you seriously and like if you're always doing free shows it's like yes of course we'll do free shows that's that's great exposure it's good experience it's you know you can meet people like there's nothing wrong with that but like there's a fine balance of okay yes but we also need to get paid because we need to eat yeah and pay for our bills and guess what if they're paying for it they're going to appreciate 
the time that you are serving them because you know being a hairdresser i could be the talented the most talented hairdresser but you're paying for my time at the end of the day mm -hmm. like people no you're not going to waste our time we spend we practice we do this we do that we promote we promote like it's time it's it's our efforts it's our art and a lot of artists can't put a price on their art mm. but i'm not going to be one of those artists because you know we do a lot. We have a lot to offer, and I you just have a live like, band, right? Hey. And it's and I think the reason why I'm getting this mentality is because we have a band behind us. So it's not just me. It's Helena gets paid, Danny gets paid, everybody gets paid. So it's not if it was just me. I, oh, that's fine. I'll jump on, do a couple songs, Mary Gibson. But it's Soul Babe. So it's like pay us. We we need this money. I can't just tell my drummer he can bring all of his equipment lug it all in set it up be here two hours beforehand and not get paid like it, it it's a it's our time definitely yeah, and we, we ain't afraid to put a price tag on it now i feel you we do three four hour gigs four hours. well there you go wow. we do two three hour gigs mm -hmm. that's like 30 songs mostly four hours though i think most places book yeah us for four. that's like 30 songs people like no more they than th yeah they think like oh just two songs it's like no we're gigging where this is like this is more than just two songs and then you're gonna go chill for a while forever it's work it's hard business work. wow it's fun though we love it, it. <laughs> it's a blast man like i don't care i could get two hours of sleep and be at work at seven in the morning and i will be on a high from the night before just because we had a good show like mm -hmm. and i don't need any sleep i'm good mm -hmm. now now i want to ask um a few questions to manny manny mm -hmm. x yeah yeah um, uh, what up, what up? So Manny, yeah. What is your experience being a male musician, and what has been your toughest battles through it? Um, you, do you mean like just in the state, like as a like as a just artist, as an artist? Like, what was your toughest moments? I don't know. I've been I've been I've been doing music um, for more than ten years collectively between producing mm -hmm. and writing and, and just talking shit. What else do you do? Into, the piano. Music. I Go play ahead. piano. Got I a stool that we went to last week. Mm -hmm. I have a studio. A guitar. That I, that I produce. I Don't be shy, Manny. Do that. So I've been doing all of this for, for a long, long time um, in the state. I think finding your sound is is the most mm. like the deepest struggle, but the most important uh, as an artist because as a male singer. Um, your competition is winning Grammys right now. They, when I started, it was like you know Usher was kind of running the whole R and B game, and like you know you got all these all these voices that craft the sound that is R and B at the time. Like you got to sound like Trey songs, or you got to mm. have runs that sound like this person, mm -hmm. or your vocals got to sound like this in order for it to be comparable, so that we could hear it in this mm -hmm. genre. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm. I'm coming from like a different background where I grew up in church, but it was like a Spanish church. So mm. I had a bit more of like a Latin influence in my music than I did like the soulful gospel influence, you know, mm -hmm. that you would get from like growing up in a black church. So, but I loved black music. The moment I heard R&B, the moment I heard Boys to Men, mm. I felt like my ears like were instantly like captivated by the color, the lush. I was I wasn't I was a kid, I didn't even understand music. I was just kinda enjoying it. Like, wow, this is different from what I grew up hearing. So finding your sound I think is the biggest challenge because it's like you gotta be comfortable with what your voice sounds like. You gotta learn how 
or what are, what are the limits of your vocal capacity and how you want to express yourself like what kind of words do you want to communicate to people you know so it's all do of you that think that because you mentioned like listening to boy Saman and you said um like listening to black music do you think that being like you said earlier a small puerto rican you think that people look at you differently and don't take you serious because of that i think i think uh in a way it's if if you don't have the vocal quality that qualifies as soul like that that let's call it blackness that that some people have like a certain way mm -hmm. of letting the notes flow out of you and there's runs and there's texture i feel like it's hard for people to embrace a different kind of voice in that genre because it doesn't mm -hmm. fit that kind of what they're used to what they're used to hearing mm -hmm. that genre and you know so i think finding your voice allows you to still be comfortable doing whatever genre because it's more about how you're using what you have rather than trying to fit in boxes. Or Do you put a label on the music that you do? Like a specific genre, would you put yourself in a box? Um, I feel like I used to, I, for the most part, I, I categorize it as R&B because of the topic. You know what I'm saying? I love. tend to write about love and life, and I feel like it's a, it's a bit of blues that I write, and then I like the rhythm aspect of things. But um, I don't know. I don't consider it R&B... Like contemporary R and B, it might be a like bit more of like soul. alternative. Would you do trap soul? I would like to hear you on a trap. Yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah, I love trap soul. I do all that. That's fun. But speaking of soul, y'all are in the studio together currently. Yes. Yes. Talk about that. Well, um, I've, I have a, a couple records that I want to redo, but this is one that I've had my eye on for a little while, and I was going through, you know. I do my research on, you know, the best of the best, you know, as far as producing-wise, composing-wise, because, you know, it takes a lot more than just going somewhere and recording, you know, it, you really have to know what you're doing with an R&B singer, with a vocal singer. Facts. And I've been recording forever, you know, I started recording when I was like 15, so I know, like, what's really good, and I, and he was, he was one of the, one of the first people that I chose, the other person is in Lowell, Mass., Mm -hmm. And would have charged me a arm and a leg, and I probably wouldn't have gotten the same quality and just like passion for, mm. you know, it's just hits it hits home more. You know what right, I mean? Like right. we've worked together before, and the fact that he heard the track and was like, the first time he ever heard it was like, yo, yo, you got this is this is something. Like, and yeah. the fact that he even said that like stuck stuck with me, and I was like, yo, this is somebody I want to have. A part, wow, wow. a part of the, about a, a part of our my first single. So Manny, yes. how did you come to find your voice? Because you were saying like you have to find your voice, you have to find yes. your sound. Like, what did you go through to get to a place where you were like, okay, this, this works? Yeah, um, I think like a, I want to say like five years ago, I won this competition that like challenged me to find it. Um, I got to work with T Pain. Um, from this net, this guitar center competition, and I went to Atlanta, and I was in this room with Pain, and I watched him m make the hook to this song that we have, and his work ethic and the way he did it made me realize like how far behind I was when it came to competition, you know, like. T-Pain is a legend because he went in that booth and he banged out a hook in 40 minutes and he didn't write it. He didn't think about it, plan it. Your boy just caught a vibe. He closed the curtains and just did his thing. And mm -hmm. I was able to watch him and, and I understood that he, did, he wasn't concerned with like 
oh, I want this melody to feel a certain way. Let me let me structure it. He just kind of went in there, closed his eyes, and vibed out. And he let his voice Carry really him. build yeah. what, what he wanted to do, you know? And then I think the lyrics came from a conversation we were having prior to him going in the booth. So I just learned a lot from that experience just by watching his methods. Uh, and I learned that it, it should feel natural. Mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't feel like you gonna sound like anyone else you're gonna sound like yourself and a lot of people the, the weirdest thing is to just get comfortable with what your voice even sounds like on a mic mm-hmm. some people that's just awkward or weird you know <clears throat> and then actually learning how to control it how to use it i think it's more than just the sound when i say find your sound it's not just like your actual the way your voice sounds but also like what kind of genre what kind of music best complements your your voice what kind of words do you want to deliver to the people you know all of that contributes into what your sound is so and you so you produce and engineer and mix and all that yeah. did you ever come to a point where you're like you know what, i don't want to sing i'd rather produce or like what comes what's more important to you there's like seasons Okay. Season. So like some uh, fall season is like my my season to write. Um, I get in my feels. Yes, me too. All the time. I love I love writing about feels. Is it's it's therapy. So I like to just let it go and and it becomes. Sometimes it becomes songs. Sometimes it's just a day for myself to heal. You know. I would say uh, that I forgot where I was trying to answer. <laughs> producing or singing oh yeah yeah it goes through seasons so like right now i i'm in this like a couple years ago i started this this studio because i w- was working on my own stuff for too long and it felt like i wasn't growing because i was only working on my own stuff i felt like i was like a seed underground you know like Mm. nothing was being shown for what i was doing even though there was a lot of work being done underground the roots were set yeah the roots were setting i was grinding inside but i wasn't really showing and then this studio was a chance for me to like break out and be more collaborative with people you know um so right now i'm in this producer kind of mode i have songs that i've recorded and and have held on to that i'm releasing bit by bit but i just want to make music with with the state like artists in the state i feel like I, the competition that i won it landed me with all this equipment that i was able to turn into a studio and i think it was like god providing so that i can be like a channel you know what i'm saying mm. so i can help artists in the state make good quality shit for the industry you know and i'm just kind of vibing off that energy and it's been it's been nice because it's like People feel it, you know, they feel that yeah. I really am trying to be collaborative in this. Because I got my own ambitions and my own goals, but that doesn't mean that I have to only be about myself. Like, I feel like cutting circles doesn't help that growth, mm. doesn't motivate mm. that growth, you know, so. That's true. So I'm on this producer binge right now. But even while I'm producing, I'll still write songs. Like, I'll, I'll be re- working on one song for, like, a month while I'm working with other people. And then, you know... Six months down the line, I'll have maybe two songs for myself, and I might have three, four songs with a couple different artists. Um, so that that's exciting for me because it's like, yo, like, go share that shit, yo. Let's see what people think. You know, it's it's fun. It's fun to add your flavor to someone else's flavor and see what what comes mm-hmm. out of it. Before before we go into my favorite part of the episode, uh-huh. I I just want to share with everybody that I did sit in on a session with Maniacs. He showed me some of the music that he's putting out. And I was like, and he, he would tell you, like, I was amazed. Like, you know, and, and I'm really big on 
R&B. Like, I listened to a lot of R&B. So, for me, I was like, dude, you can compete with a lot of the people in the industry right now. You know what I mean? And that's that's just me talking facts. You know what I mean? Anybody that has heard your music. If you went that far, bro. Straight embrace you. Just, you know what I mean? But, yeah, like, people that have heard his music can attest to what I'm saying. Amen. You know? So now I'm going to introduce my favorite part of the episode, which is Pass Me the Aux. Yeah. Where you get to choose one song. Can't be your music. It has to be one song you enjoy. And, you know, you just kind of shot it out. So I'm going to pass the aux to Christina today. Okay. My aux choice of the week is Queen Tings by Masego. And I'm throwing the aux chord to Mary. It's funny you say that because I like... um. That song Navajo Ooh. by Masejo. I like that so one too. So you're going with that song? Yeah. Okay. That's like one of my like songs that I like wake up to put that on. That song's just fire. So you passing the Hawks too? I'm passing the Hawks too. Manny. X. Um, I'm with Lil Wayne Uproar. I'm still Ooh. vibing with that shit. Okay. That's a good one. Tough one. Tough one. Okay. Every time it comes out, I'm like, Ooh. what the fuck though? You wanna <laughs> That's so true Ooh. though. <laughs> He's going to album shake. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, oh wow. I could, I could get down. Wow. Oh. Lord is Lord Farquaad <laughs> in the motherfucking building. That's Lord with an X. Hey, who you passing the Ox chord to? I'm passing it to Regina. Hey. Reggie. Um, I've been actually really liking Nino's catch up. Is it called Vibe? Catch Just a Vibe. vibe. Vibes. It's definitely a vibe. Vibes. I don't know. It probably because I keep hearing it everywhere, and I'm just in my house like, mm, catch a vibe. Shoulders just going like, hey, hey. Because I, it's just so vibey. And then like so the Yellow Cup Weekend Instagram did their like official like promo video with that song in the back, and I'm like, this is too much. I don't know why I keep feeling like I hear this song everywhere. Probably because I do. But that's my that's my choice. What am I passing on to you, Benz? I mean, there's one. nobody else. I mean, me. But yeah, I'm going to go with 112 Sweet Love since we were talking about R&B. And, you know, I'm very into R&B. If y'all heard my playlist that I put out every week, y'all would know that half of them were R&B. Some of them were hip-hop. Some of them were trap. No, the last. I even went West Indian. Week 10? Yo. Five stars, I'm my telling guy. you, I know, like when I say I know what's gonna go, I know what's gonna go. Casino, you got any announcements? The 27th Stay Silent is having a 21 plus bounce house Halloween party. Also, there's a bar call in downtown, you can get those tickets online. Blessings event is also the 27th at Machines with Magnets 18 plus. So, you have options, people. Pick a spot, get lit, get dressed, be in the season, you know, be in the spirit. And the 26th, Dublin Rose. Hey. That's my birthday party. Hey, Scorpio gang, gang, gang. And Manny, you have something. She's releasing her new single that day, too. Yes. And you have something coming out, too. Yeah, this Friday, I got a a collab with J Notes. It's called Do What I Do. J Notes? My boy, Notes. Shout out to BOA. Yo, that song's fire. I listen to that song. Yeah. That song I'm is I'm trying to do a challenge. Great. I'm trying to do like a dance challenge. Yo. So we need to come up with a new EP November 2nd. Dia de los Muertos is called Raw. It stands for Ooh. Rage Against Wisdom. Mm. I like that. Yo. 
you're ascending to a different level, sir. Yo, I believe that. Amen. I, I claim that. <laughs> okay. So, unfortunately, we have to wrap up. We had a lot of fun with you guys. Thank you for coming on and being so transparent. Thank you to Helena for being transparent and sharing her story. Mary as well. Manny as well. I wish we had more time to sit down with you guys. Um, you know, we're here for y'all. We're supporting. Everybody else listening, you should support, too. These are amazing, amazing artists. As you heard Mary say, they're putting their blood, sweat, and tears into their craft. So check them out. And subscribe, like, share, and comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And we are Spark Up PVD, and it's a wrap. Lit. Hey, this is your girl, Regina. Thanks for listening. You can check us out at www.sparkuppodcast.com on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all of our social media at SparkUpPVD.